Robert here. This is Red22 Studios from Twitter. And we're here to talk about your graphic novel. We're here to talk about your baby. We're here to talk about Broken Planet. And so you gave a little bit of um, of a summary of Broken Planet at the top of the podcast we recorded about Winter Soldier. Please listen to that if you haven't. But uh, give us give us some more. Tell us what the uh, what the story is with Broken Planet. So the story is about discovering the truth when you've been living your life a certain way and you found out. So everything I've been told is not true. There's a whole nother world that I didn't even know existed. There's a whole nother life that I didn't know that was there. Discovering that truth. And then with the power that you've been given, finding out what are you going to do with that power? That's the story of of Broken Planet. And there's things about friendship and doing the right thing and making those tough choices because, you know, doing the right thing isn't going to always be the easiest thing to do. Mm. Sometimes you're going to have to make a choice that you don't want to make, but you have to make because it's not, not necessarily for the better of you, but for the better of the planet. Of everyone else, right? Yeah. What uh, what inspired you to to tell this story? I've I've been inspired, and I've I've been reading comic books since I was probably like probably like twelve years old. My very first comic book that I ever got that was mine, uh, X Men Volume Two Number Thirteen. Uh, title is Hazardous Territory. I remember October. I was sick. I didn't get to go to church because I was sick. And my dad, he went to Heroes Aren't Hard to Find and got me a comic book. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that, Dad. You're a great dad. And even outside of that, I think I probably would have wanted to make comic books anyway because I was always into drawing and whatnot. So, like, I was definitely going to do comic books. But, mm-hmm. like, that kind of, like, solidified it. And... It, it didn't help that I had like Batman the animated series. I had X Men. I had Spider Man. Like, Dude, you, had, you had the you had the Tick too. Let's not forget about the Tick. Spoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like all all that stuff. That only that only made it worse. Like I was definitely going to do that. I, I even did my senior exit on on manga. Like I don't I don't know how I did it, but like I ended up making no, I, I ended up making a comic book for my senior exit. I, no, dude, I did the same thing actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did my senior exit interview on a comic book too, and I like laid out the pitch. I'm like, okay, here's a six page story. Here's like the abstract for the comic. Here's how I'm going to pitch it to Image. Here's how I'm going to become like a comic book author. And it's you guys are never going to hear from me again. And I didn't write another comic book for like ten years after. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome. So, like, what did you do? Like, uh, what, what credits are you giving yourself on Broken Planet? So I did everything. Did everything. You did the writing. I did the did writing. The art. I did art. I didn't print the paper. I got that printed from Kablam. Thank God. Okay. I don't... <laughs> it's a, yeah, so I did everything. I need the next book. I, I got to get like an editor and whatnot because I need to, I need to lighten, lighten the load. It's a mm. lot to make a comic book on your own. I'm sure. Especially, I mean, you did, how many pages was Broken Planet? Um, I cut it down to i think 55 
that's a lot man that's a lot on your own to do scripting duties (laughs) to do art duties to because i assume art includes drawing includes coloring inking like making sure like every visual aspect that also includes lettering and Mm -hmm. if it's you doing all that i assume you're also doing your own promotion also right yeah i'm also social media manager and everything it has so many fucking hats my dude (laughs) (laughs) like i'm ready i'm ready to take some of these hats off so i can focus on like other stuff and I've I've learned so much about comics and the business side, stuff like lettering and how to how to like write a script for a comic book so that someone else can understand what I'm trying to convey on the page. Because mm-hmm. the writing and the art part is a little bit easier because I can okay, I can visualize in my head what I want to see. So I don't need to write down to myself, hey, this angle, or I don't have to worry about, do I write this down this way? Because it's already in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't need to leave like, okay, shot, reverse shot, three quarters uh, of this person's face. Make sure to highlight this in the background because that's going to play out. Like you you already have the the blueprints down. So you're writing short shorthand for yourself, but are you interested in getting an artist for, for the next volume or do you, does it feel like, would it feel weird? Cause this is your baby. Like you said, you did everything for it. So would it feel strange to hand off like an editor? I think I can understand. Right. Cause they're just like the project manager, right? Like they're the ones who are just like, Oh, this part doesn't really make sense. Like, do you want to work on what's said at the end of chapter two compared to the end of chapter five? Because those are kind of conflicting ideas. Like that's one thing to mm-hmm. just have someone like poke holes. But would you want to hand the baton off to someone else to do art? Like, is that something you're comfortable with, or have someone else like do scripts or like dialogue or something? That's something I've been thinking about lately, because the soft. So, would I? Do you know who Greg Land is? Yeah, yeah, the comic book artist who I think gets <laughs> unfairly sh- who gets unfairly shit on for using references. Yeah, that guy. So I I specifically remember. Um, I think it might have been Avengers Infinity. And this, I don't know why I mentioned Greg Lane, but like, what, there's a set, there's a scene with Iron Man. The armor that he's wearing is actually a 3D piece, and I know it. I know that piece because I have it downloaded on my computer right now, and I can use it. And I've been using uh, Dad's Studio to make my comic book, and I'm going to tell you right now that is very time consuming because I can spend easily, easily six or seven hours on just one figure trying to get their shape, their height, and then lighting a scene, getting it to render. And I that's all I that's all for it. one pan that's all for one panel, right? That's yeah, that's just for one panel. Jesus, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it took me it took me about it took me a good five years to actually get the book finished. And that's partly because I was, I didn't have the focus that I needed to have. If I would have just like focused and stick and stuck to like an actual style, then I probably could have gotten the book done, finished, uh, finished sooner than I did. Mm-hmm. But I would like, I've been, I've been thinking about getting, getting an artist on it. Cause I'm redoing, I'm doing a second book all, all over again anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to cut yourself slack. I mean, this isn't your your main job, right? Like, this isn't like this yeah, is no. like something something you're doing after like a, a nine to five, right? Yeah. So yeah, I dude, spend like this, 
Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Like this podcast is significantly less time investment than like making a you know fifty-five page graphic novel. But even then, I'm like, yeah, this episode's coming out Saturday, not Friday, man. I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm a, you know, so like, I I think you got you got to be a little more forgiving with yourself because I mean, you're like I said, like you're wearing every hat. You made this entire project yourself. Like that is a huge accomplishment. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's it's a lot. I, my hats off to people that are hand drawing everything. Because if if I was hand drawing everything, I might not have a neck. My head would probably <laughs> fall off. <laughs> man, I made a I made a four page comic story. I used uh, this this program. I remember having as a as a high schooler. It was like on our school's computers. It was called Comic Life, mm-hmm. and it's basically just like a, a panel layout. Like it's it basically just like a editorial yep. a functioning app. And I remember making a four-page comic in that earlier this year, like back in spring, just because I was like bored and inspired and had something like a story I wanted to tell and thought I could do it. And like that took fucking hours. And that was (laughs) me like using stock photos and totally cheating and just like running a filter on stuff like in in (laughs) Apple preview and then like trying to manipulate the saturation so I can make it look more like art, even though like Mm -hmm. there was clearly still a watermark on the photo. And like that took forever and I didn't really do anything, you know, like I did like a, like a little bit of twisting just to like make it a bit more my own and closer to what I wanted it to be. But um, man, the amount of work to actually produce like a full, a full epic like you did uh, astounding stuff. I can't believe it. Like it's, it's been, it's been a journey. And even though, yeah, I've been wearing all these hats and it's, it, it gets hard at times. I don't. I don't think I couldn't not do it because I have all these stories in my head. I've had these stories since since high school. I've got characters that I've had since high school, and I want to get these stories told. Mm-hmm. And granted, I could write a book, but like, I like. I kind of like to do my own thing and you know like when you read a book you would expect to have certain things certain way people to speak certain ways and have structure and that kind of stuff making a comic book allows me to get the artistic side of me expressed as well as the writing side of me expressed that makes sense it does make sense i'm also super spoiled there was like a I think last year was when like Charles Soule wrote like Star Wars Light of the Jedi, like a a novel that takes place in like the, the golden age of the Republic, right? Like 300 years before the movies or whatever. And I was really into it, but they kept like mentioning all these ships and I would just like be reading and I'd be like, okay, hold on a second. And then I would just like Google the ship name just because I'm like, mm-hmm. man, so much of Star Wars is like seeing it, right? Like seeing the Millennium yeah. Falcon, seeing a star destroyer and how much bigger it is than anything the rebels have, right? Like that sense of scale is just so well captured, like visually that like reading a book, I'm like, yeah, this is fun, but like, this is fucking not what I love about star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's easier reading like the older books. Cause they're like, Oh, Han Solo here. And I'm like, okay, I know what he looks like, you know? Oh, I know what Chewbacca looks like. I, I, I can wrap <laughs> my head around that. And so I totally get why, like, if you have this idea, if you have this, you know, sweeping epic story that you want to tell with these like huge themes that you were talking about earlier, right? Like learning truth and discerning like what matters to you, like the the greater good and trying to make all these like weighty philosophical decisions. Like you 
might not even want to leave that up to chance for someone to like interpret it incorrectly. Right. It's like, you're sitting there, you're showing them the story and being like, no, this is like the choice this character is, is, is facing right now. And like, look at it, look at the pain on their face. Like, look, Mm -hmm. look at the struggle they're dealing with. And so I totally get why like a a comic was the right medium for you and and why like that totally adds time to to telling this story. (laughs) It does, man. Like, I want this to be something epic and legendary. Like, I, of course, know how I want my story to end. But, like, the journey to get there is, like, to me, that's the fun part, the journey to get to the end. Because, you know, of course, I'm not going to spoil any of my story, but, like, when it ends, it's just like a, wow. We we finally got here. We have a resolution. And then, all right, let's start with the next sweeping epic. Yeah, you're like, I need a bourbon and a cigarette after that. (laughs) I can't can't wait to get to, like, that last that last little bit of that of my story, I love it because in my head, I've already I've already I've written it down like at least twenty years ago. Because mm-hmm. I remember I remember watching uh, X Men cartoon and watching like the Phoenix Saga and like part of the X Men. Like, oh, that's dope! Like Phoenix Saga, rushing home every day from school to make sure I got home with enough time to watch. Phoenix Saga episode four, episode two, like waiting to see what happens next. That's the feeling I want readers to have when they read Broken Planet. Very cool. I remember we, we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, when we were talking about Winter Soldier, but like Star Wars, I was I, episode three, I think is fine. Episode one might be my favorite of the prequel trilogy, just because it feels the most like the original movies. Like, mm-hmm. I think it has like the best moments of the prequel trilogy, but like episode two, I just think is like offensively bad. Like, I, I just think that's like a, <laughs> like a, like a legitimately bad movie. And I remember like rewatching those movies, like they came to Blu-ray when I was a senior in college. And so I was in like a screenwriting class. And then like, that was when I came up with like an epic saga, right? I was just like, man, like I just missed the feeling of star Wars. And I was like, okay, like how would you create those feelings? And so like, is that that's where my epic story came from. I call it, I call it the Earthfall trilogy. We'll we'll get to it someday. I'll I'll, sh- I'll share it on the show eventually. But um, it is I guess like that's my creative process where I'm just trying to fill something that I see is missing. Is was that mm-hmm. something for you with with Broken Planet? Was that your approach? Like, was there something you weren't seeing in art, so you decided to create it yourself? I wanted to. I wanted to. I'm not going to say like feel something feel a need that was empty well at least when i first started because mm-hmm. like, to be honest i really hadn't really been reading comics like that and now that i'm now that i'm making broken planet i kind of don't want to because i don't want those to influence me but i want to add i want to add to it i don't think there's any i wouldn't say there's anything missing when it comes to like stories that need to be told and things like that. I want to add on to it because it's very easy for us to go back and read Crisis on Infinite Earths or Infinity Gauntlet or The Dark Knight or start reading World's Finest 
I want mine to be a part of that. Does that make does that make sense? That does make sense. I'm sorry, that was a super leading question. That was that was like me <laughs> in, inserting my own creative process and being like, "Am I doing this right? Like, I'm doing this right, right? <laughs> like, you actually made the thing. I'm still in the process of making the thing, but like, I'm on the right track, right? <laughs> but very I, I selfish, think, very selfish of me as an interviewer. I'm sorry. No, I think that we all have. I think we all have a lot of different reasons to make the comments that we make. Mm. And that's the beautiful part that we don't, we don't have to make them for all the same reasons. It's just like making a song. Sometimes somebody will make a song because they have a feeling, not necessarily that there has to be something missing or they want to add onto something just because this is what I'm feeling in this moment right now. Let me write down these words and take this to this person that I know I can't, I can't play a piano. So I know this person can like write me a melody to go with these words because this is what I'm feeling and you kind of collaborate on that like to me comics are are like that almost like make to me comics are almost like making a film because if you look at storyboards to me the storyboards are nothing but comic panels comic book yeah without the without the word bubbles but like I think the beauty is that I can make I can make comics because I want to add on to something you can make comics because you believe there's something missing and it'll both still work because there's room for everybody. There's enough comics for everybody. Like if you go to get a loaf of bread, there's like 16 different kinds of bread and they're all white bread. But you would think like, why do you need 16 different kinds of white bread? It's literally all the same bread, but there is. Look, think about how many kinds of potato chips there are. Okay. Yeah. I just, I laughed because, like, in my part of the country, I live up in Maine, and, like, Mm -hmm. man, like, pickled flavored potato chips fucking everywhere. And, like, we're close close enough to Canada where we get some, like, ketchup flavored chips at certain gas stations. I'm like, God, how dare you? (laughs) Man, you think about Doritos. I'm looking at a little bag of Doritos. You got nacho, you got cool ranch, you got spicy nacho, like, all kinds. And, I love it. Like, I I love this this creating stuff, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Even though it's like what I do outside of work, and mm-hmm. there's nights where I step like I would I wouldn't have it any other way. That's awesome, Robert. Thank you so much for sharing that, man. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. If you had to, if you had to, don't feel pressured to. If you had to list like some influences, like. I always like to think about like the like this Winter Soldier episode we just recorded in the previous episode in this feed. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading that, I'm just like, man, what movies would I pair with this? Like obviously Winter Soldier. I'm like, oh, maybe the Third Man with Orson Welles, which is like a spy movie from like the the '60s. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like a specific James Bond movie. Is there anything you'd want to pair with with Broken Planet? Is there like a movie or like an album or even like a painting or something? Like, is there is there mm. any kind of like double feature, triple feature that you think would go super well just to give people like a better idea of like vibes of the of the story? Whoa. Um, <laughs> wow, that's uh dang. That's a really good question. Uh, that's a very good question. No one's ever asked me that. What would I pair Broken Planet with? You know what? It's gonna sound strange. I'm thinking about food. 
because I like to eat. Oh food. fuck yeah! Hit me, yeah. <laughs> I think I would pair it. I I would probably say like a really awesome family gathering, like if and by family I just mean like it could be like all the homies, it could be like literally family, like a family reunion. Everybody's just like they're chilling. Everybody's having fun. You got some good food. You got some good music, conversation. You got like everybody has. There's the archetypes in every family. Mm-hmm. You got the kids' tables where the kids are going to be at. They're doing their thing. You got the old heads where all the old people are at. You got the people in the middle. And you got the cousins. And you got the aunties. You got the uncles. And you got the grandfather, the grandmother, the parents, all that kind of stuff. Like, not, since you've asked me that question, that's what I would pair Brooklyn Planet with. Okay. Just cookout vibes, right? Cookout vibes, family vibes, just like epic dinners. And you know those you have those you may have those dinners where you remember them decades from the Oh I still I still have dinners I think about from when I was like seven years old. Just like everyone. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Sitting at the kids' table, sneaking in to see what the grown ups are talking about, stealing mm-hmm. some food, like hoping like you seeing what the adults are eating and like just hoping to God you get like mac and cheese or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like I I remember times where you know, everybody's around. We're at my grandmother's house, and like they're watching, they're watching Dune, the David Lynch Dune. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember <laughs> when you could rent a VCR from a grocery store, and we watched Dune. And then there, there might be a movie where it's like, all right, now the kids, y'all gotta go in this room. So all the kids would go in the back room while they're watching. Now, who knows what they're watching? Terminator. Oh, dude. For, yeah, no, for me, it was Silence of the Lambs. Like, that was, like, what my grandparents, like, wanted to watch what, wanted to watch one day. And I just remember being like, what? Like, why can't I Why can't I watch this movie? There's just a picture of a woman with, like, a moth on her face. Like, what's so scary about that? And right. then, like, peeking through the door, being like, this is, like, one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. I'm six years old, but I know this is fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, you, you know when you see something, it's like, I probably should not have seen that. Yeah, but I can't unsee it now. So I'm just I'm just going to be different for the rest of my life. <laughs> just, <laughs> yep. I'm just going to let this let this moment affect me forever. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's man, that's a good question. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, well, Robert, where can people find Broken Planet? It's on Global Comics, right? Which if, yeah. do you want to explain what that service is a little bit, just for people who don't know? So Global Comics is. A website where you can read you can read comics online you can subscribe to different publishers and what i just discovered is they're kind of they partnered with valiant so now you can read valiant comics on there uh, i would probably equate it to i want to say netflix was it's not really like netflix because you can watch you can read like the first few pages of the comic book because somebody wants to make it free or whatnot um, but yeah, it's just it's like an aggregate, and there's a, of course a lot of us indies are on there, and I like it. I mean, you can find it there if you want to get Broken Planet in physical. You're going to purchase that at Indie Planet um, and do shipping and whatnot. But yeah, very cool. Yeah, my limited exposure to Global Comics, it almost felt like a 
kind of like a like shown jump almost right like for mm-hmm. like for indie comics specifically where like there was yeah. just like a, a little bit of access at a time to a little bit of everything yeah and one thing as as a publisher i have a feed where i can like post almost like a uh almost like like twitter or facebook where it's like this is what i'm doing today that kind of stuff mm-hmm yeah, I saw you were uh, writing just a few days ago. You're working on Broken Planet Part Two. I sure am. I am working on Broken cool. Planet Two, and I'm I'm really excited about where this is going because I'm I'm a perfectionist. So even though <laughs> even though I technically did finish the second book, I don't like it. So I'm starting over. Starting over completely with the second book, not the whole series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Book. The second yeah. book, damn. Yeah, it's yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. I've, I've I've re-recorded episodes. So I'm like, dude, how could you do that? I'm like, no, you've done that for your thing. Like podcasts are your thing. You've absolutely done that. Don't don't talk to this man about. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like anything creative. Like it's it's just like you know, like all these great bands, great musicians. I'm pretty sure Prince has probably recorded stuff. He's like, you know what? Throw that out. Stevie's like, nah, bro, I don't need that. And they're like, oh, what man. are you talking about? It's perfect. No, it's not. No, Ke- Kevin, Kevin Smith told that story about like how many like recorded, fully produced, but unreleased Prince albums were just like locked in a vault in Minnesota. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's absolutely done that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, and just just imagine if someone was creating like making a car and like, you know what? That that corner where the wheel well is, it's just I don't like that. Throw out the whole car. Well, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What was that last no, part? I was, I was saying I love it, man. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Shortbox Summary. I really appreciate you just li- letting a stranger harass you into reading Winter Soldier <laughs> and talking about it for entirely too long. I appreciate you being open and honest about your, your graphic novel, Broken Planet, which available on global comics and also available on indieplanet.com um i i really appreciate your time thank you so much robert for for coming through uh i had a lot of fun i would love to have you back on in the future if uh if there's any stories you're curious about from this era of marvel and you'd want to talk about please hit me up at any time and if you're listening please follow at red 22 studios on twitter um good positive conversation which is kind of all i'm looking for in 2022 yeah i, I really appreciate you allowing me on the show um, i have I had a blast i love talking about like comic books and stuff and you know what had it not been for this i probably would not have read winter soldier and now i have an even greater appreciation for the movie because of course i love the movie like god so, so good such a good movie um I don't want to spoil things for for my own podcast because we're not there yet. But we see we finished at issue fourteen of Captain America. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read this volume, shit really pops off in in issue twenty five. So I think uh, we both read this on Hoopla. Mm-hmm. I recommend reading the next few volumes just to uh, just to see where the story goes because it gets fucking nuts, dude. It gets <laughs> real nuts real fast. <laughs> Cool deal. I, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. 
Definitely will. Very cool. And if you don't, hey, that's what Shortbox Summary is here for, man. We got your back. We can <laughs> we, we can give you audio if you're sitting there doing your inking, doing your shading on Broken Planet. We'll give you something to listen to. Cool stuff. All right. Thank you again, Robert. Have a wonderful night. And uh, for everyone listening, like I said, please follow at Red22 Studios for updates on Broken Planet. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Have a wonderful night. And we'll be back in your ears next week. Sweet.